Hello and welcome to Bits and PCs, episode 116, or as I'm rapidly thinking about renaming it, Bits and Nintendo, because uh, I have a feeling that's where this episode's going to end up. Um, with me tonight, just the Clarky. Hello. Um, no one do else. Mean, what do you mean, just the Clarky? Just the, well, we had to make do. We, we dredged the scraps of the of the Bits and PCs vault, and we we unearthed Clarky hiding in oh, a console, oh, no. No, dribbling no, no, under no, a pile no. of DS cartridges. Yeah, yeah. So so last week it was a nice refined opening because Beastie was on, but yeah, now they we had a nice gentleman's yeah, yeah. atmosphere. It was beautiful, wing back chairs, cigars. And the scummy northern doesn't deserve that. And now you're the kind I of, completely understand. First, we kind of had to fish out of some gutter just to drag onto the show to make it work. But mm. um, <clears throat> yeah, thanks for being here anyway. No, oh, you're all right. Anytime. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about? Games, perhaps? Oh, not that again. All right, but um, you can talk about games, but you're not allowed to talk about Nintendo for at least 15 minutes. Well, that's not very fair, is it? If you can talk, if you can get through fifteen minutes without mentioning Nintendo, I'll let you talk about two games. So I have to talk for fifteen minutes before you'll mention Nintendo, and before oh, you you'll let me talk about it. the that's two it. things. Well, yeah, you said the word right. So what have I been playing? Um, Shadow of Mordor. I thought mm. I might as well talk about this since Beastie was. Uh, uh, so up on it um, and chatting about it last week. Um, I finally got around to playing it because my copy from Amazon had turned up well, actually on the day we were recording, but I hadn't had a chance to actually play it. Um, it's all right. It's quite good fun. Um, no, it doesn't sound like what I was hearing last week. What were you hearing last week? Basically, was practically gushing about it as much well, as he, he was trying about to, anything yeah i mean he, he was but he was basically eulogizing it to the hilt and um i can, I can see it's, it's very smooth it's very slick it's um it has some nice i haven't played it enough to really sort of get well, i mean he's put 20 hours into the game or probably 40 by now but um i've probably put uh, six or seven i suppose in um <laughs> and it's it's okay it's 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 I like the combat in it. It's, it's very Batman-esque, but actually, I, I never really liked the Batman combat because you used to get um, it used to be quite difficult because you, you'd be halfway through an animation and someone would club you over the head. And, and Mordor does a good uh, job of of kind of allowing you to to stop whatever you're doing to block immediately. You don't have to wait for the animation to finish. Mm. Um, and you can very very quickly get overwhelmed by you know if you've got twelve or fifteen. Uh, orcs rushing to your position you just get the hell out of dodge there's just no point um i haven't really i haven't really quite played with the the whole kind of the hook that seems to grab most people is this this kind of sauron's army thing where you you get to have personal vendettas against orcs and raise them up into the you know into the the echelons of the, the hierarchy and stuff sort of to move your characters uh, no the, the, you know, the, through. it's the, a bit this was a part that I liked the sound of the whole you know you can build your own guys up and also is it the nemesis system as well yeah you, you get very similar to diablo 3 i think when um when bc was talking about last week that's what it kind of reminded me of is uh on my map now i'll often get an icon pop up and i'll hover over and it'll say go forth and kill uruk the cook um who killed i don't know um, Kavina or somebody like that, you know. I walk, I can wander over there and and, and kill 
that particular orc if I want to and, and get some some rewards for it. So it does have it's quite a nice touch. It's it's essentially look if you look down uh, from an Assassin's Creed point of view because everyone's yeah. got a comparison. You can't <laughs> talk about Shadow of Mordor without making that comparison. You have that top down view of a map. You still have that kind of um, synchronization thing. You know, where you go to the top of a tower and it kind of syncs your map to open up all the different you know that area it's it's got that i mean it's well i I hope none of the negative stuff i mean you don't sort of jump in one direction and go in another it's still got that kind of oh no the thing about um the thing about assassin's creed and uh, similarly in mordor it's got that thing where it kind of carries on a little bit further than you want it to so you know when you can't you're running and you stop Instead of just stopping, I mean, not immediately, but instead of just stopping, it kind of carries on for two or three steps more. And it's still got that kind of, whoa, you know, you want to stop and it just kind of, oh, and it's a little bit too, and it just makes the accuracy of the movement a little bit too, um, it's, it's not as accurate as I quite like. But, you know, it's a good game. It works absolutely brilliantly. Um, it's very good fun. The thing, the thing I'm finding about, uh, finding with it at the moment is I'm I'm just getting a bit lost with what I'm supposed to be doing. So I've opened up, I haven't got to the, there's like apparently there's two areas I've only got I'm only in the first one I haven't progressed much there's just again a bit like Assassin's Creed because the story is bollocks it really is bollocks um, it kind of gives you lots of missions and I'm not quite sure where I want to go and, and, and what I need to do uh, and often again sometimes you just want to get to the mission so if I'm on where I am at a tower on say the the, the far sort of west of the map my next mission thing is sort of on the other side of the map where I've got to go and, you know, my, my story mission or whatever is glowing there. Um, just getting to that story mission can be just such a palaver because you kind of, you start walking and then you get distracted by something else kicking off. Or how, how, how big is the game world? Because this is one thing I've been curious about. Is it, is it, is it Skyrim sized? Or? Uh, uh, no. Um, you can't really compare it like that. Right. Um, because a lot of the stuff I read about it, people were saying it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's open world and everything. And I it sort of mean, well, it's basically the first area. The way I can, it's like a big valley. Mm. Um, it's like a, it's like a big, big valley. Um, and you could probably, if if there were no walks and nothing in your way, you could probably run across it with your character in about ten minutes, maybe. Really. 15 minutes I'm, I'm kind of guessing it but i think the point about it isn't about <laughs> it's not the size that matters oh um, <laughs> i'm sorry but it's it's the you know it's really nicely designed so there are kind of areas and there are intricacies and there's forts and there's um little encampments and stuff that it's designed really really well that don't don't go into this thinking oh it's quite small i think it's not um and what's what's good about it in a way is you get to know it's a bit like when you spend a lot of time in Assassin's Creed. You get to know, you know, the main city quite well, and you get to know all the little shortcuts. You get to know where to hole up. We think, oh, I know where to get to here, and da da And um, you know, you can still, you know, there are there are lots of little kind of outposts and things like this, which are, you know, it's it's quite nice. It has a really good atmosphere, and it does a really good job of selling the. Um, selling the the, the kind of um, the. At- selling the game sort of i can't remember the bloody name of it that the kind of the it just feels right okay <laughs> i'm gonna bother <laughs> trying to remember the word for it now it just feels right you know um 
because you will you it really does give you that feeling of this kind of like uh little power struggles between orcs because you'll go to kind of one one outpost and, and there's like your leader there but then across the valley there's another orc leader and um you can just see them sometimes they'll come to blows or whatever they have duels and stuff and um so it does it does a nice job of selling that um slightly going back to what i was talking about before it's just it's just sometimes it's just like i just want to go and do the fucking story mission you know i just want to go to here and i want to do my story mission but in order to do that and it's one of my biggest problems with kind of open world games is in order for me to go from a to b i have to go through a whole load of shit to get there and sometimes that's i just have to run for a long time but then i'll something will happen you know I've got to get across this kind of dried up riverbed or something and I've got to sit there and wait because there's loads of orcs sitting in there having a feast or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I just want to get to the other bloody side. I can't go around it because I can see on the map that there's these um, caragors, which are kind of like um, big tigery type things, not like wogs, but the cat equivalent of wogs, if you like, uh, over there, which are a bitch to kill at the moment. And you just sit there thinking, I just want to get... I don't want to do this bit. I don't want to have to sort of fight more. I, I can't be asked having a 15-minute battle with all you lot. The combat is great. It's not that great. I just... I wish there was like a fast travel thing that just says, take me to my next fucking story mission, please. You know? Just just yeah. let me do let me do that. Because I just want to get done. Um, but otherwise, you know, I'm not going to go on about it too much. Because we already have. Um, <laughs> no, it's, I, definitely, I I... it's definitely a game. It's... it's, it's, it's takes on that thing from far cry 3 and batman and assassin's creed and kind of jumbles it all up and sort of goes that you know the thing that does nicely assassin's creed often doesn't do is it does let you make your own mind up about how you want to approach missions and stuff it just says here's a fort there's your target what are you going to do and that's that's quite nice because assassin's creed all too often just just took that away yeah, just no, kind of it, 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 mean, it took yeah. that away from it. So I quite well, like that. You're not no, picking it up. I don't know. It's just it's like twenty quid on PC. <laughs> what have you got it on? <clears throat> it's twenty quid on PC. Yeah, you picked the PS4 version up, didn't you? Yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, Beastie sounded very positive about it, and now you've come up with this. Because I hate the control scheme in Assassin's Creed. It's be- it's much much better. The control scheme well, is much much better in Mordor. Really I I might pick it up if there's nothing else that takes my fancy. Otherwise, I, mean, I think I think the thing I'll say about you know people sort of I've had a few people ask me on Twitter how come I picked it up on PS4, and I think the thing to say is because it's not a keeper for me. It's one of those games I'll play a bit like Assassin's Creed. I'll play through it. I'll enjoy my time with it, and then I'll sell it. And of course, oh, it, the big it, it, drawback it, it, about PC <laughs> games is you can't sell them. No. So I know that paying, I can't remember what it was, 40 quid or whatever it was for the PS4 version, I can sell it for 30, 32, whatever. At least I'll get some money back on it, you know? So that's in, why. In, in which case, I may wait until it's available from Vimesy's Lending Library then. <laughs> Vimesy's Lending Library, which has now suddenly accrued a membership price. Mm. So, <laughs> so, but yeah, so that's 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 kind of what I've I've been... It's not my biggest game, though. Oh. It's not my biggest game, and I have been playing, and I'll get to that later on. But I'd like you to bring up Alien because I know you're just gagging, and I know you were sort of a bit, you know, myth that you weren't on the show last week to go on and on and on and on and on about it. But that's probably a good thing because your copy didn't turn up, did it? <laughs> Let's not go there. I did. I did get a cursory refund for um, the fact that it was about tw- ten quid, uh, ten quid cheaper the day after it was released. Yeah. So not all bad, and obviously, 
I'm now enjoying the game immensely. <sighs> it's beautiful. What did you pick this up on? Um, it begins with P. Uh, PC? No. No, no, no. no I, I, I did. I was true to my roots. I picked it up on PC. Yeah, I, I know. And then I, I saw that picture you tweeted and I just looked at it and thought, oh, you can't play this game on a monitor. It needs to be on a TV. It needs to be on your projector. That monitor, a tw- that, that monitor is, you know, a 27-inch widescreen. Uh, but mine's a, well, mine's a 24-inch you know, one. Right. I... I'm not playing. I've told you, I'm not playing Alien Isolation on a fucking projector. Oh, that come means on. it's got to be dark, and I'm not playing this game in the dark. Why not, Prater? I'm not playing it. I had a hard enough time playing this game in the middle of the day with all the lights on, sitting in a brightly lit room. No, I, I mean, I, I, fair enough. I'll, I'll take it from the beginning. I mean, it, it arrived a day late, which. Um... And I'm not going to go too much into this yet. It arrived a day late, and that gave me time to digest some of the reviews that were appearing for it. No, no, no. It, it, obviously, there were some less than brilliant reviews on it, which sort of made the alarm bells start ringing, given what happened to me when Colonial Marines came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I thought, I'm going to give it a chance. It's got to be better. And it is. It is immensely better but then again it's nothing like colonial marines no where's my gun well, well this is well, it i it's... get to run around shooting things with a massive chain gun you do get weaponry um but you, your weaponry kind of works in it, it's almost like it works in tears i mean you, you i believe you've played about an hour of this so far haven't you? Oh, i've played longer than an hour what an hour and ten minutes? No, I've played probably probably two hours worth of it so, so far. I, I mean, the first weapon you actually pick up is the um, is the door jack thing. Yep, got uh, that. Yeah, the thing you use to remove magnetic locks off uh, some of the doors. Yep. Um, as a melee weapon against humans, it's brilliant. Sneak up on them, two hits, the dead. But then against the uh, the sort of synthetics on board the ship. It's a whole different ball game. You, you basically raise it up to hit them, and they will just reach up and grab your hand mid-strike and pummel the shit out of you. Oh, okay. I haven't they, got to the synthetics yet. No, you'll get a handgun, which very, very briefly makes you think, yes, I'm armed, I'm armed, until you discover it's next to useless. But not next to useless by design. It's next to useless because you, your character isn't a soldier. So she kind of lifts it up very slowly. She's bloody tall, though. Oh yeah. She, First she looked... thing I got on it when I got into this, and that you sort of you you're in um, what's it called, the Torrens, the ship that takes you to Sevastopol. Yeah. And you you sort of stand up at the thing, you walk down the corridor. I'm like, hang on, this camera's all wrong, because your head is like really close to the ceiling. It was very disconcerting. Well, see, Gwani Weaver's not short. I know she's like six foot, but that's yeah, exactly. Point. No, it's just I mean to dial it back a little bit. I must I must say that. It's fucking stunning. I oh, mean, yeah. The work they've done on this as far as, well, graphically, atmospherically, the sound design is something else. It's immense. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the first <laughs> bit of the game. Um, I actually, I had an inkling that basically I was going to be fine until there was going to be a cut scene with an alien. That was my theory. Yeah, I had that, a theory was, that this was going to happen. I'm not going to spoil anything well. for people. I thought, I'm going to, no, no, no. So I, I actually played through the first 
Well, not the first buffer, but as soon as I, I landed on, and I, again, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm trying really, really hard not to, because that, that that opening section is, is fantastic. Um, but when I basically landed on Sevastopol um, and started going down the, the, the hallways and the corridors, and this, this Sevastopol is basically now like a derelict. It's It's got the usual things where light bulbs are flickering. You've got those sparks jumping out of various um, wiring looms and stuff. Um, I took the headphones off. <laughs> for about 20 minutes i just played it literally basically no, it, on mute it, it because is, it, it, I, I had a i had a fair feeling that there was nothing that was going to happen to me it was just walking me through the, the thing and there was nothing going to happen until I, I had a feeling just nothing's gonna happen until i have a cutscene or whatever and um took the headphones off and just oh my god that was so much better because <laughs> oh. the sound is brilliant it is, but unfortunately, Vamsi, you're going to have to put the headphones back on. Yeah, I know. You, you and loads of reviews have said this that you know the sound design is one of the things that makes it, and the fact that that's where you hear the alien, and you, you kind of you'll hear him above you, and yeah. Um, but no, the, uh, the, the, the like like we say, the the opening segment is fantastic. I mean, again, trying not to spoil it. The uh, there are several moments that are obviously intended to. Very much unnerve you. Um, I mean, the particular section in the uh, in the common area where all the shops are, when uh, something sweeps by in front of the <laughs> the windows, and you're kind of thinking, "Oh shit! Shut up! Shut up!" Where is that? See, I keep missing all these things. You said to me the day, "Oh, have you seen the alien yet?" And I'm like, "What?" No, it's. And he's like, "Did you did you run into the did you run into the transit?" And I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Did you turn around?" Why would I turn around? No, I'm running away. Well, and so, oh, if you'd turn around, you'd have seen it drop from the ceiling. I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, this, this is all part of this. Why, why I think they did such a good job of it as well, because it, it very gradually introduced it. I mean, that, that's a bit you could obviously you can easily miss. I, I sort of ran in and turned around as the door was closing, and you just kind of see it land on the floor and start to lift its head, and it's like, oh god, I'm out of there. But no, no, the, the, the scene in the, uh, in the common area where uh, all the shops are. Just breathe this. This is kind of the lobby, the waiting area. Yeah, the uh, where, where the where, um, where the torrent where, comes past, where it sweeps past. Yeah, I was like, oh god, shut up, shut up. You're gonna bring it. You're gonna bring it. Because at that point, I didn't know when, at what point it was going to turn up. Mm. And then obviously you get to that first encounter, which I just think was brilliantly done. Because it, at the back of my head, I'm thinking this is this is scripted. And obviously your first encounter is always going to be scripted. But I was still there, back against the lift door, thinking, come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah, you, knew as, you knew as soon as you pressed that button that it was going to make one hell of a... And the music ramps up and your heart just starts going. I'm like, fucking hell. Um, I don't play scary games. <laughs> this is probably why. Um, you know, it's it's awesome. For, for I mean, we are, we're, we're talking a lot about the atmosphere and not really explaining the game. And that's because there's, it's the atmosphere that tends to kind of make it. This is, this is awesome. It looks stunning visually. The ships look like they've just been ripped from the film it's beautifully designed um no they they are i mean i watched the film uh like about a week ago in anticipation i tried i've actually got alien on anything and then i have it on netflix so i can't can be asked to find it oh, it's, you can <laughs> you can pick the, you can pick the anthology up on blu-ray for i know like, for about a tenner I know yeah exactly <laughs> i just can't be asked um, no, it, it, it I, I mean as you progress in the game you, you you sort of you sort of start having encounters with the alien, and now obviously as as it's been sold to you, you know that this is random, that the alien can't be predicted, and to a certain degree, no, it it can't 
but if, if you kind of take your time you do start to notice patterns in its behavior mm. which you can kind of use to your advantage that's probably a good thing though isn't it i mean that's that's kind of you know all animals have patterns to their behavior yeah I mean, there's one particular, again, I'm, I'm going to be very vague because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, you're in sort of a section of the station. Um, you're looking for an object. And your motion tracker starts. You, you hear the noise that the aliens arrived in the area and you run into a locker. Now, you'll notice that the alien will then start basically taking a path around the general area you're in, and then it may either vanish back up into the vents and then come back a minute later, or it will just continue on this one path. Now, if you kind of think, right, yeah, it's going around there, it's going to come back again. If you then time yourself right, you can jump out of your hiding spot, move into another area where you remember seeing uh, seeing another locker to go into, go into there, and then the alien's pattern changes again. Changes to what? It, it, it'll just randomly change to something else. I mean, that there are sections where its behaviour is very much predetermined. I mean, there was there was one section where I basically have to run down a long corridor, which is populated by patrolling synthetics. Mm. And I died once and very quickly realised what the crack was for this particular section because it was a straight run and I thought, these guys aren't that fast, I'm just going to peg it down this corridor and I got to about the second air vent opening in the ceiling, and I was lifted off my feet and killed. Mm. I do, I do. I've heard lots of things where it's kind of like it can get frustrating with kind of the alien. The alien is basically you, you can't kill it. The the most you can do is kind of put it off for a few seconds, um, flamethrowers and such like. Um, but I have heard quite a lot of frustration with kind of the one hit kill thing and i've seen some some you know sort of gameplay where it's just kind of walking along and then suddenly for no reason whatsoever you just suddenly you're dead but, but i haven't oh. i haven't i haven't experienced that what are you playing the, it on you're playing it on hard no i'm not playing it on hard i'm playing it on normal no i'm playing it on easy no, <laughs> the, i mean this may differ in hard but i mean on on normal there's always a warning that it's coming into the area you, you, your tracker will start you'll see an extremely fast moving dot and you know it's time to sort of so how Duck many times have you died then? Um, not as many as you'd think. I think I've died about seven or eight times. But it, it's a bit like Dark Souls in that respect. You never die because the game's being unfair to you. You you die because you were you were stupid or you were yeah yeah you were rushing it. You were impatient. I mean the, I mean uh, from reviews I've seen the game looks like looks to be like it's about fifteen twenty hours. And looking at the trophy list, yeah, I'm about what just approaching halfway through it um and i I could foresee the game taking 15 or 20 hours if you try and rush it as opposed to yeah as opposed to yeah yeah because you if you rush this game you're just going to continually die right i mean i'm i'm very much playing it like i play all my all my kind of style i'm i'm trying not to play it as a horror game because you know i don't play horror games <laughs> i'm i'm trying to play it as a stealth game and i'm playing it like i won't even pick up the fucking flamethrower and i think i think you have to but i i you know i won't use it and i won't use the gun and i won't use any of that because the way i'm kind of playing it is purely stealth is there's no point in me using i'm not going to try and take on the alien because there's no fucking point i'm going to try and stealth past everything i possibly can yeah I've investigated every room I can possibly get to. 
-hmm. there are obviously areas that I've already reached where you haven't got the I think it's the acetylene torch or something like that. Yeah, you've got that. Uh, so you just know torch, you're going to yeah. have that Metroidvania thing where you're back to here again. Um, and, you know, I, for better or worse, I'm not sure how I feel about that. There's kind of part of me that thinks, oh, I hate it when they do this, when they just keep reusing it. But then I'm also thinking... You are on you a space should, station. Well, yeah, you're on a space station, but also just the, the kind of the fact that if the more you get to know... I can imagine it playing on your head quite a bit. Can you sort of like you go through this place so many times and then the one time you notice something slightly different and you kind of stop and you think, was that there before? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can see that just playing on your head a little bit. I mean, I don't think I'm going to play this all the way through to the end. I just don't think my heart can take it. No, that's, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that. Cause, I mean, it, the first half dozen encounters it is genuinely unnerving when obviously the aliens are around, but you kind of you kind of get used to it. Not not, not to the fact that it completely makes you think, oh god, it's here. I, you know, I, I want it to disappear. It's just it's you, you know, yeah, you know, you know it's there. You know, you're just going to have to hang back for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I, I've had plenty of moments like that just for it to be replaced with me walking around a corner to see it stood there and me having to peg it backwards. Yeah. Which again, it, it, I mean, I've seen some of the, there's there's been some I've just seen where you sort of you know someone's walking up and then they just go to a door, the door opens and it's just stood there waiting for you and you're yeah. like, ah, okay. that, that, that's that's one of the great things about it. I mean, if you hide in a locker, it's got a for sense example, of humour. Oh, oh, it has. It, it, this is what I think is just great about the way they program this thing. If you hide in a locker or something, it, it might walk in the room. It'll you know it'll have a good look around. It might even approach the locker, in which case you've you know you've got to pull your head back inside the locker so you're away from yeah. the grill on the front. Or you, I think if you press the L2 button on PlayStation, you shall actually hold a breath. But there, there was a nice little moment where it was kind of it was walking towards the exit, and I thought, all oh, right, brilliant, it's gone. And then for an, for for just a few seconds, it stopped and kind of turned its head and looked back, and I was like, "Oh uh, shit!" And then it turned its head back and just wandered off, and I was like, "Oh, that's you know that 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 sort of thing is just brilliant." Oh god, I don't know. Oh. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like you say, it, it, you have nothing to attack it with. The the flamethrower will deter it, and like just like the Molotov cocktails, obviously fire confuses the aliens, and it will quickly flee the area to regroup. Mm. Um, that, I think there's a cutscene that kind of revolves around that, but I will leave leave you to discover that yourself and mm -hmm. get that far. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I mean, as as a complete alien fanboy, you know, I, I, I like criticizing everything I see. It's like, oh, the alien senior. It's like, well, no, actually, the alien doesn't have it. Doesn't actually have any eyes. It senses mm -hmm. you. But no, this, this game is utterly fantastic and regardless of other reviews i've seen elsewhere i i am loving every minute of it it reminds me a lot of um rapture from bioshock yeah i mean that's the vastable station it's just it has that that lived you know you can imagine it as a thriving space station and when you pick up the audio logs and things not you know i say the audio logs as well but the um the kind of emails and stuff that you find on the computer even at this early stage during the game showing the kind of decline of the space station where the fact they're decommissioning yeah. it and um you know they're having to you know, the shops there they're try, having to let people go and all this kind of thing and it just it really does feel like you you yeah, can picture the history of it where it was thriving where all of a you, sudden you can and I, I just came across a section which I thought was extremely well done where you, you basically have to speak to somebody 
um, and he's kind of aware about you know how this all went down. And rather than it just turn into a cut scene where he just stands there and says, yep, this happened, this happened, and this happened, it goes into a flashback sequence where you're as close as, damn it, replaying one of the more popular scenes in the, or one of the key scenes in the original Alien movie, which mm. puts you in that position. It was just like, oh, wow, this is brilliant. Have you touched the um, DLC? Or are you uh, I had a quick go on the DLC very early on in my playthrough of the main game. this is where it gives you the original cast or something, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. And it, uh, I think mostly they sound like they all have their... Uh, it is the full original cast. I'm not sure about Dallas because so. he doesn't doesn't sound like that it doesn't sound like tom skerritt did that right. back there but um, no i had a quick go on it and it was very obvious as soon as i kind of went into the ventilation system that i was going to see lots of the alien and i hadn't really seen it in the main game until that point so it was kind of like no 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 i'm not having this spoiled uh, i turned it off and i'll go back to that when i finished okay but uh, with respect to the other enemies in the game i mean the humans are the humans are actually responsible for one of my deaths, but not at their hands. There are... Uh, do they cool down the alien? No, there are kind of neutral humans who won't attack you. But the problem was I was sort of caught by surprise by one when I went around the corner and just basically killed them. And obviously it, it kind of runs the old first-person friendly fire thing where I basically die if I kill anybody friendly. Or it basically says, right, stop, you're going back to the, you know, you're back to the really? last stage. But yeah, if you kill anybody who's not an aggressor or, uh-huh. uh, yeah, you, you're bit, you, it's basically game over. Just like killing a civilian in a FPS game. Well, that's a bit rubbish. I thought it just live, let you live with the consequences of it. No, no, it's, it, it, there are consequences and it means going back to the save game. <laughs> I mean, the, I, know um, it's, I know it's fair to say something like, well, Amanda wouldn't do that, but mm. she's not deliberately set out to kill. It's just an accidental death. Well, I understand it, if you shot him and then suddenly his mates all turned on you and killed you, or the alien jumped out of a vent because he'd heard the gun go off or something like that. Yeah. But that seems uh, that, that, that's, that's the other good thing as well, because that was something I've been dying to try, and it was like, yes, there's some humans really there. I can't... No, no, no. This was something else. It, it, was a, it was a section that was it kind of had armed people in it, and I thought... I've been dying to try this. Oh, house. you so didn't throw a noisemaker in them. I, I threw a noisemaker right into the middle of them and then crouched down, and sure enough... Here he comes. <laughs> here he comes, straight out of the vent above the head. Oh, man, it's just it's like your little pet yeah. doggy. The, yeah, the, the synthetics alien, in it, though. Alien, alien, alien. <laughs> the, <laughs> the synthetic creatures uh, of androids in them are very, very unnerving. Kind of, yeah. I, I know I've seen this comparison before. They're kind of like the, uh, the Autons from Doctor Who. Oh, really? Okay, I, I put them down as um, they reminded me of uh, Westworld. Your yes. winner's character in Westworld. Yeah, the, the, and the, I used the... to have fucking nightmares of <laughs> Westworld. That was one scary ass film to watch when you were a young fucking kid. <laughs> well, that's it. The the the, the kind of the uh, the cooperation in this game. I mean, Will and Yutani take a bit of a back burner in this one. They're still mentioned, obviously. Mm because of the whole point of you being on the station. But uh, the station's run by another company called Seekson, who very much seem like a poor man's whale in Utani. I mean, their synthetics yeah. aren't nearly advanced. They still have that horrible white goo running through them, but they're, they're basically like skeletons with rubber Yeah, they're skin. the, the cheap-ass yeah, things. The, yeah, the, the, I mean, the mouths don't even move. But, but they're, they're, they're kind of creepy in the right ways. I mean, if it goes dark, their eyes change from white to red. And when one of them Sounds starts, like the Postman Pat movie. <laughs> oh god i've still to experience this so-called oh, terror scary yeah so oh. 
you, you kind of uh, one of them will spot you and it will kind of start bearing down on you. But it, it, it it's obviously been programmed to do this. But the fact is, it's still running its original programming as well. So it, it'll come towards you and it'll be saying something like, you know, what seems to be the problem? <laughs> False or, 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 or yeah, you, you'll whack it in the side of the head, and it'll go. You're behaving irrationally. <laughs> but th- this is a thing, though. They're, I mean, next to the alien, they're the most dangerous thing in the game. They're very, very difficult to put down. I mean, you basically have to empty a clip of uh, your revolver into the heads to stop one of them. Mm. As you progress, you get things like an EMP bomb, the the, the kind of the cattle prod thing. You, you can stun them and then sort of lay into them with your uh, with your kind of melee weapon and and put them down. But it's a very very grueling process. It's not sort of right. I've stunned it. I'm going to whack it once and down it goes. You basically have to continue beating it till it down on the ground, which kind of gives it a very I don't know a very gritty feeling to it. But yeah, I, I this this has thoroughly exercised the um, the demons of uh, that Clean last Marines. game. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I love this, and I, I, I just know in my heart of hearts I'm not going to get bored of playing this game. It, it's just, you know, it, it, it's the first really original game we've really had for the PS4, isn't it? Um, probably. About, I mean, apart from obviously all the indie stuff, uh, all the, well, the, the small-scale stuff, a triple-A, you know, this is a triple-A game, uh, or at least, well, yeah, I'd still, I'd still class it as triple-A. It's... You know, it's Creative Assembly. It's a full retail of a game. I, you know, I think it's certainly nice to play a game where, okay, it's first person or it's, you know, but you're not killing things. Yes. Even though you've just talked about bashing a robot's head into pulp. But, you know, that's, that's very it, much second. That, that, I mean, even a, in Thief, it was, yeah. you know, you, you sneak about, you try not to kill things, but there's always that ability to, if you really wanted to. Whereas this, I quite like the fact that you just, the alien is not going to die. There's nothing you can do. Because you remove the alien, you remove the game pretty much, you know? Yeah. And I quite like that. I like that thing where it's basically an immovable object and you <laughs> just have to navigate around it. No, that's it. And I mean, it's, it's, I've, I haven't, I'm, I've seen some people say it's frustrating, but I haven't, there's nothing about its behavior that I've found frustrating. I mean, it, it's not glitchy, it's not, it's never oh, I've had, I've, had, I've seen I've seen a few things where like the aliens just spawned behind you especially if you're in an event or something like that um, where the aliens just you know just bad luck I guess I mean you can't account for everything um, yeah but, you know uh, so I, I just I think for, for 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 better or worse I think it's it's so far it's been a quality experience <laughs> how far I get through the game that may be a different matter but I can also totally understand you know, you, you talking about the reviews and stuff that have been out. There's been a few reviews that have middle scored it. Um, no, this, this other reviews that have kind of ramped it up to whatever. And I can kind of understand where the lower reviews are coming from. Mm. Um, no, I, I kind of can as well. It's just, it's just that IGM one really gets on my tits. <laughs> I mean, I've, uh, this is this is the um, but it, it's one not, from Ryan McCaffrey, isn't it? Now, I've, yeah, I've, it, it's not. I mean, what he says on the whole with a few minor niggles i have with it well what he says is his opinion and i'm fine with that you know it, it it as it stands it's a good review it's just and and this is like word mediocre at all did you no no i, I don't like how they've called it mediocre and it, it's it, this kind of this is kind of why i hate game ratings i mean you know it's it, 
if you look at the bigger picture, you, you know, this this is part of a franchise. You've got the last game, which I think scored 4.5. And, you know, th- this by no means is not, you know, just one point better than that. It is, it's much more than that. I, I don't know. I just, I just found a few points of his review a little annoying. I mean, he, he says, you know, he says stuff about, you know, the the alien's biggest strength, also its most frustrating thing, and then doesn't bother actually going on to tell you what that is. I think, I mean, I, I'm, I'm slightly on the... I've had slightly more input from maybe from this, because I obviously, you know, I've listened to the podcast he's been on, and you know, he does take his time to kind of explain where he's coming from. He says, you know, this is my opinion, great, but this is this is where I have problems with it. And it was basically around the fact that he thinks the game goes on far too long. Um, you know, he took about 25-hour playthrough, um, that there's bits in it that just don't sit true. So I think he's talking about later on in the game where maybe you have more interaction with the Android-y people um, and the fact that the alien does seem to be Slightly OP, I guess, um, but not OP in a kind of if it catches you, you're dead. That's fine. But the fact that sometimes it just seems to be the, the AI is slightly glitchy. Now, I don't know. I think he was said he was playing it on normal. Um, I can't actually remember. No, I said hard. In the did he say hard? Did he? OK, fine. Yeah, so, I've, re- I've read it many times. <laughs> you know. So I kind of get it. I mean, I got I got no issue with it. I mean, I'm, uh, I think the thing I really liked about it is the... Uh, you know, it's the fact that it made me read more reviews, and no, I, I, I quite liked that. And, that. and that's a positive thing. It's just, um, like I say, it was more niggles with it. I mean, he completely glosses over the fact, you know, that the, the first hour in the game is it, it's, it's one of its strongest points, and he, he you know, he kind of doesn't give that the credit it deserves. Well, and... I think he, I think he does. Um, you know, I think he's his very slick opening. Um, and you know the, the, this, he says he wants to stop after the first, you know, five to, you know, he should have stopped after the first five to six hours, which okay, fine, you know, I kind of feel that too because I think I'm just going to be a fucking wreck. No, no, that's fine. But, I mean, I mean, I, I think I, I, I think the thing I'm not looking forward to in all honesty, I kind of briefly touched on it the way through is the thing I'm, I'm slightly, I'm, I'm slightly going to get, I can just see myself getting a bit tired of is, is that Metroidvania thing of I can know I've seen it, I know there are rooms I'm going to have to go back to. Not- Cross the station, go back again, yeah. come back to that. I'm going to get to a switch and I'm going to flick it and it's going to go, oh yeah, um, there's no power here. But if you'd like to cross back the three areas you've just been in to put the fuel rod in the whatever kaboodly thing and flick the switch there, then you can come all the way back mm, again and I'll work. And I'm like, oh, that. fuck off. Yeah, it's not that extreme. I mean, you've got... No, you've got your central hub area, which is the transit station. Um, and you'll know as you you'll know as you're wandering through the first time there's there's locked doors everywhere you can't yeah. get through it without the security yeah. tuner you need yeah. the ion torch but you you know those locked areas aren't just opening up into like a single room they're they're opening up into a into a completely new area so the, the backtracking isn't that isn't that bad i well, mean that's, mo- that's good to hear mo- most of the backtracking you do i mean a, a lot of the a lot of the time what, what you're doing you'll, you'll get to a particular area you've got to get to a point a on it and pick something up <clears throat> and obviously you traverse all the way across this area to get there and then that will inevitably trigger the alien turning up which means you then have to go back across that area to t- you know take this to 
this bit, but they're, they're not that big of an area. And if, if you kind of figure out that's the way it is, you, you do get a chance to sort of explore some areas before you know who turns up and then you've got, you know, you, you've got a chance of surviving through it because you, you've spotted a few hiding areas. Well, <coughs> I think it's, it's one of those ones that is, is, again, it does seem to have divided opinion. I think it's uh, just as a sort of, the, you know, it's, it's certainly the best alien game I've no, ever played, which no, isn't no, saying very much. I, I, well, no, indeed, but I mean, I, I'm very, I mean, Alien's probably one of my top three films and I, I, lo- I love the franchise as a whole up until, they they ruined it with Alien Resurrection, which kind kind of raises another point. I mean, a, a lot of the target audience for this grew up on you know this creature basically being nothing more than a bullet fodder, whereas you know the films that we had when we were younger it was a you know a much more a much different much more graceful sort of killing machine back then. So it it it, it may be that it unnerves the older generation a lot more than it does the younger generation. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's 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 very true to its source material. And if you like those films, you're going to love this. No, absolutely. I mean, I was my jaw dropped when I saw. I mean, the computers, the the dodgy looking monitors and everything. I, I, I love it. Even I, the, even the loading screens. I just I just yeah. love them. I mean, they're quite short on my machine, but they're only like five seconds long or something. But it gives you that kind of. It's like looking at, I imagine it's taken off like the external camera of a ship as it's coming in. It's looking at the Sevastopol from the outside. And it's that grainy sort of green, black and white picture. Yeah, the, of, and yeah. you're sitting thinking, this looks so fucking good. Yeah, I was I was reading about that in the previous. I think they, they kind of rendered all the CGI for it and then sort of recorded it using a VHS player while dicking around with the tracking on it. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it just it's got that looks... very... Yeah, you're you're watching a rented movie from the '80s, which makes yeah, it, it just it just looks it looks immense, and you know I can't. The the only my only real gripe Ooh, with this it, is going to break yeah, down to a five point nine, I reckon. No, no, absolutely not. I, I don't know if this is something that's going to be patched out, and I do know other people have experienced it. The cutscenes are very choppy. Really? Yeah, they they kind of almost judder a little bit, like the uh, the frame rate isn't quite right. You got um, this on PS4. Yes. Ah, okay. it, it, I'm, I'm on PC and I haven't noticed it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not had many cutscenes really, but um... no, it, it's if if you Google it, it'll bring it up straight away. I mean, it's it's, it's by no means a deal breaker. It's a very it's minor. It's not a PS4 big... problem. No, I, I don't think oh, it's okay. a PS4 problem. I've not, I've not seen it yet, but then you know I haven't, yeah. like I said, I haven't played as much of the game as you by a long way. I mean, and, and apart from that, and, uh, some of the story points are a little weak. I mean, it, it basically signposts who the uh, synthetic in your group is right at the very beginning of the game. Mm. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to spoil it for other people who don't. No, no, of course. Aside from aside from that, it's a it's a it's a nine it's a nine out of ten for me. Also, so bits and pieces score for this one uh, five point two mediocre. It's off. (laughs) God, I hate that word. That's not on my list of most hated words. You do know that word isn't directly. You know, targeted just the alien. That's just what that no, no, school range I, means. I, I just, I know it is, and I, I know there's a lot of. The, the thing, I think, the last thing I'll say about Alien is, is, is that you could probably get rid of every living creature in that space station, and it would still be a fucking scary experience. Oh, absolutely. You could, I mean, you, you could walk around that knowing there is nothing that the AI has been complete. There's no alien. There's no humans. There's no. You're the only person, and you would still shit a brick going around that fucking space station. Oh, absolutely. And, and to be fair to reviewers, they've got a lot of. You, you know they can't like everything, and oh, I mean, I'm I'm just digressing now. Carry on with the show. Okay. 
Um, so to I, cheer I, yourself I, up. I love you really, Ryan. <laughs> so to cheer yourself up, you went and got something I can hardly pronounce. Uh, yes, this is for the 3DS. Um, it is a theatre rhythm or theat rhythm or whatever the hell you want to pronounce it. It is basically a Final mental. Fantasy. Yeah. It's it, mental. It, it's mental, yeah. It's basically a um, a Final Fantasy game of sorts. The no, only it's diff- not. No, it is. It's not. It is. It's not. No, it is. A Final Fantasy game is one of those stupid things where people go around with big haircuts and have lots of numbers popping off the screen. Uh, which, are, ironically, won't, which I'm sure we're going to go into shortly, you bought the reboot of one. <laughs> off. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, yeah, it's basically it's a sequel to a another theatre rhythm game that came out last year, and it's basically Final Fantasy with rhythm, or it's basically a music game, kind of like Guitar Hero, where it's kind of tap, tap, tap in fantasy. It's mental. It, it is, but that's I've what... seen the videos for it, and it's just fucking too it, much going on. Brilliant! It's it like bada 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 bada, and you're just trying to go, how am I supposed to hit all the fucking things? Are you swiping with me, skinging and tapping me screen? It, it, it's a lot easier than it looks. I mean, the, the videos you've seen have had, they've been playing the songs on kind of the ultra setting. And the songs are shit. No, the songs are brilliant. All Final Fantasy songs are brilliant. Precisely. They're all Final Fantasy songs. There's no journey in there. You know, no, the, the, there are other. Even no, 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 that. Oh yeah, yeah. There are other RPG songs available. Is there any Bon Jovi in it? No. McFly. Not. There's no McFly. I ain't going. Why do you like them? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not starting this argument. No, th- th- this is this is a lot of fun. Um, it, it's a big improvement on the original game. Um, rather than you just kind of having, you've got three types of kind of song. You ha- you've got kind of a. Uh, Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Two. No, no, no. That's... Aside from it having like something like 290 songs across all of the Final <laughs> Fantasy games, it's basically the original had three types of level, if you will. The first one kind of represented you wandering across the world map in a Final Fantasy game, and basically you'd have your character walking across the screen and you're bursting into song. No, 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 there's no actual voices singing aside from something. It's a bit like the sound of music. Where you kind of get yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so you, you, you've got that type of level where you kind of tap along in time while he's walking across the screen. Then you've got your battle ones where you've kind of, instead of just got the, getting the one line across the scene of notes to hit, you've got four separate lines that represent each of your four characters. Every time you hit a note right, you get a hit against the enemy. Um, then you've got the kind of ones that represent your cutscenes where you basically have to follow the uh, line around the screen hitting all the marks on it and uh, it just plays beautifully and one i mean they've kind of upped the ante with this one they've kind of added a full rpg and thing uh, thing in it where you have to basically get from point a on a map to point z on the map and you've got all these levels in between there's loads of stats and shit like that that some people like um it also has uh, competitive online play as well which is actually very well executed you basically you're going to the lobby obviously this is 3ds so there's no voice chat or anything you're going to the lobby you know blah 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 i want to play this sort of song on this difficulty and then it will bring you know it will find somebody who's looking for the same sort of song and then you'll basically be pitted against each other and it it basically goes very much on score you've got to hit the notes in time but it's also got a very arcadey feel because you'll have this uh, this this creature called a Mog who's constantly sort of saying, "Oh no, you know he's just scored this. That means he's going to unleash this annoying ability on you, which then makes it'll make the notes wave around the screen, or it'll make them go really fast and then go slow, so you can't hit them properly." 
and and, and it, that, that that aspect of it just works very well. Um, I, I'm not going to bother telling you to pick it up because you bloody won't. No, I won't. I, I did watch it. I, I, I have been. <clears throat> spending a little bit of time on the Nintendo yeah, system, if, and the I mean, eShop is very, very good. And I, you know, I, I actually quite like the Nintendo eShop at the moment, no, just the way I, it has all the trailers and demo. It's just nicely done. But I was watching the video for it and just thinking, yeah, I, I picked. I mean, fucking I picked, mental. <laughs> I picked the original one up on release day, and it was about fifteen quid from shop too, because I, I think there was this general consensus that this game was just going to get buried. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I only, more. I literally at the time only bought it because it had Final Fantasy on the front because I thought I don't like music games, but I, I, as it turns out, I ended up thoroughly enjoying it. Did you see the trailer for Final Fantasy Fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bro, take that as a yes. You mean, you mean the bro? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, what the fuck? Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... For those that haven't seen it, it's basically um, a kind of shot of a, a kind of convertible Cadillac driving down a desert road with four dude bros sort of hanging with their, you know, kind of hanging out of the car, just sort of driving along. And in the background, there's like this massive, huge... Um, what is it, Clark? You probably know what it's called. No. It, Turtle it, thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's with uh, a horn on its nose. I don't know, but it, it's just massive monster, and they just kind of like, you know, it looks gorgeous. I mean, I have to say that it looks stunning. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you could easily think, oh, this isn't like kind of a Metal Gear thing or something like that. But no, but I mean, Final Fantasy Thirteen looked gorgeous before it yeah. came out, and that was. Well, but all, all I'm saying is, I don't. What are the, It's just. It just looked like dude bros hanging out on tour. No, it, it is. I mean, it... and the, the characterization, the vocal talent was. Questionable. I, I mean, out of all of the Final Fantasy games, the only one I haven't actually spent any time on whatsoever is actually number 12, which I believe was basically almost the swan song for it. It was the last fantastic game that they did. And I, I know for, even right. from playing the theatre rhythm game, the music in it is very, it, it's nothing short of epic. And so why haven't you I, played it? Because it, it it's PS2 and they've never released it on the PlayStation Store. Oh, see, okay. Needless to say, when You're they a real do, fan. you'd have just bought a PlayStation Two with it. Yeah. I could probably pick one up for about the cost of the exactly. Audio. Yeah, it cost less than bloody Theater Rhythm did. On the <laughs> yeah, but you you can only pick up. It's a proven fact. If you buy a PS Two second hand, you can only get them in pink. Oh well, cap fits. <laughs> so, I suppose um, we should get on to the. Well, I'm kind of the gorilla in the room. Um, I have been spending a lot of time on a 3DS. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it. I feel slightly better for it. My name is Vimesy, and I've been spending a lot of time on a Nintendo platform. I know, I know. And I have to say, this year is probably my most loved console this season. This this got 3DS and, and the Wii U. I don't know why, but it just it just is. It just everything's really nice on it. But, yeah, uh, this, yeah, this is what I find with Nintendo things. I mean, they might not have AAA game after AAA game coming out, and they might, you know, tread over old territory constantly. But to be fair to them, they always do it well. Yeah, I think I think I just kind of like um, I've been playing. Okay, uh, basically, my, my son's now about five weeks old. So, for those of you who have kids, know that there's not you know you you very rarely get that time to 
sit down in front of the PC or the computer or the you know the the, the console or whatever for like three hours straight like you used to. So yeah. playing playing the big games, playing Destiny is just hasn't happened for the last three weeks for me because I just don't have that I don't have that luxury of being able to say you know what. I'm going to spend a couple of hours grinding loot. I just can't do it. I just don't get that relax. And, you know, ask Yoda. Where, well, who's Yoda? Oh, yeah, you won't have heard from him because he's had oh, a kid. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and he doesn't play games anymore. Um, but, you know, that's fine. Just leave us alone on a podcast. Um, we're, we're, we're leaving him as a surprise return for episode 200. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, you know, the, the 3DS I've, I've been turning to more and more. And it's fantastic. Um, I really, really like it. It's I'm, I'm starting to get used to it. It's just feel a bit small in my hands sometimes, and even though it's the XL version, it does. You know, I'm I'm gradually getting more and more used to it. It's kind of yeah. it's not the I, most I, comfortable handheld. That, well, no, indeed, but I always found it more comfortable than the Vita. Yeah, I would agree with that. Actually, um, I had to go and buy a grip for the Vita. I've had no such compulsion to do that with the 3DS. Well, no, um, absolutely not considering the. Uh, new 3ds is out next year don't um oh, I, was actually, oh, I was actually contemplating no that. no that that is that that's that's day one for me i was absolutely con- i think if it if it came in the um in the the old snes colors like they've done with the ds i'd, I'd probably be day it one it does have the um it does i mean the button colors no. are the same as the snes no. controller no what do you mean the no? s is the 3ds isn't the xl sorry the xl version isn't is it not? Is it only no, the? Uh... It's only the, the the standard 3DS comes with the, the the old school SNES style. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. And the 3DS XL doesn't. Now, well, I, although, I could be wrong on that, but I'm yeah, sure I, I did, I did not bitching about it on Twitter. Yeah, I did notice with the new 3DS, it it did a side by side comparison of the standard model, and it, it does look, it does look like it is. The screen looks well. It's not nowhere near the size of the XL version. It does look yeah. bigger than I the standard. I don't think I could one. go smaller than the XL because the XL is just, no, no, absolutely it's, it's not. Better. I mean, but, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm digressing. I mean, Nintendo's kind of. I, I love you know. I, I was just talking about the e store, and they they just do it really, really nicely. Um, the prices aren't hideous. The the prices tend to be the same as the retail games. Yeah. So you know, if I want to go and buy, I mean, look, Nintendo games are expensive anyway, but I, I'm beginning to understand the whole nintendo seal of quality type thing going on here well th- this is it and this is why they they're always perceived as being behind with everything but i mean if, if you do a bit of re- reading on nintendo they never they never try and release something that that they think isn't going to 100 percent work that mm. that's that's why online's taken so long for them to roll out because i, I mean anybody who had you know had an xbox 360 or ps3 it it, it comes it, it's not constant, but it, it always still has issues every so often. Yeah. Whereas Nintendo tend to, before they even consider releasing something, they'll, they'll completely iron all that shit flat. Yeah, I mean, it is really slick. I just like the fact that you go into kind of the e-store and it's it's compartmentalized, so I don't have to look in a, a trailer section or a demo section or a game section. I just go, as it says the game, and then in that game section you've got everything that you want. You've got trailers that you can watch on it. Um, I, I just, I, I, you know, I've got demos I can download and I can buy the game. And if I want to buy the game, guess what? The game from the e-store is pretty much the same price as I can buy it online. You know, it's not like when you buy off the PS4 and it's 65 quid or something for Diablo 3 and it's 40 quid in, on, you know, if I buy it off Amazon. The, the pricing parity is pretty much there, which makes me more inclined to buy it digitally than it does you know the store release, but anyway, I'm fucking digressing again. The reason why I'm talking about the 3ds in the first place <laughs> is because of Bravely Default. Hey. 
um, which is Clarky Hasted, is is a kind of Final Fantasy ripoff, which obviously it's not because I don't play Final Fantasy. Well, games, not, so no, it, it, it's same not as a, I don't play horror games. Yeah. It, it's not a, it's not a ripoff at all. It is actually made by Square Enix, and it is it, it's not directly, but it is basically a reboot of the original Final Fantasy. The 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 underlying theme of it is exactly the same as that game was. They, they basically just used that as the foundation and built this beautiful looking game on top of it, it is stunning uh, you know i have to say it is absolutely the the it reminds me a little bit of um for people who may have played at machinarium um yes. it's that similar sort of when you see the cities and the um those those kind of environments on the map it, it has that same really detailed intrinsic look to it it's absolutely stunning it's beautiful um, the other things I want to say about it, really, I mean, look, it's got a demo on the eStore. I spent more time playing that demo than I have a lot of AAA <laughs> games recently. I, t- I spent six uh, and a half I, hours playing that demo. I know. After you, I mean, you sent me that picture on WhatsApp saying, you know, oh, it's arrived, it's arrived. And then I think it was a day later you said, I'm up to hour five on the demo. And I'm like, well, why aren't you playing the full game, you idiot? Because I wanted to, to play the demo, I wanted no, to finish but, the story no, in the that, demo. That, that's it. I, it's quite understandable because, like, like you said last week, it, it is kind of separate from the main it's story. Compl- from what from what I can understand, it's it's completely separate. I think the, the, the location is in the main game. It's somewhere you get to rather early on, but the the, the content is it, it is nothing that's featured in the main game. Yeah, and it does that very nice thing of if you play through the demo, it gives you things that if you go into the main game you can import so for example you know just for playing it you get a few little items like a couple of potions and a, and a, a sword or something but as you progress through the demo there are certain like bosses you have to sort of take on and whatever and by doing that it unlocks more and more stuff that you can have in the main game um and i'm re- i just really enjoy i don't know why I, it's a beautiful system i'm i'm it, I'm, it, it fixed a lot of what was wrong with final fantasy games i mean you you can adjust the difficulty of the game on the fly and it's things like i mean i forgot the amount of time when i've been playing a final fantasy game when i've gotten deep into a dungeon and found out i've you know i've fucking run out of everything i need to heal my characters or give give them magic and what what you can do in this game if you so feel the need is think well hold on a minute i'm gonna get fucked if i go any further i'll just turn the uh, random encounters off and basically you can then run straight back out of the dungeon Without dying, yeah, go, go and pick some up. more shit, yeah, and go yeah. back into it. And I, I mean, the, the I difficulty, is, yeah, you can you can either turn that, you can turn the random encounters up, you can turn them down, leave them as normal. But it, it's one, it's one of the little things it addresses that's basically been always been wrong with RPGs. And it, it's it, a bit it, like what I was saying earlier about Shadow of Mordor. It's that thing I want to go from A to B, and. But all these so encounters along the way just get in my way sometimes. <laughs> it would be nice in Shadows of Mordor if I can just say. Can we just turn off this random shit and just let me walk from A to yeah. B in a clear? Uh, obviously, it. obviously, the only penalty to that is you, you don't XP up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. But for yeah. those who don't know what we're talking about, because um, I certainly haven't played a Final Fantasy game ever. I'm holding my hands up to that. It's it's never been my bag. It's um, it reminds me a lot of Nino Kuni. Um, it's uh, even South Park Stick of Truth. It's got that battle element to it where you kind of wander around a world map and then when you when an event happens or a battle is about to start it takes you into a kind of separate screen of an arena or a a landscape or or whatever it is the dungeon and it basically has your enemies on one side of the screen you and your compatriots if you like you know your team your 
your team of adventurers on the other side and it's kind of turn-based combat where you can choose various options from your team so you might have four people in your team and you might have different jobs they've been given so you might be a knight a mage i don't know a monk um and a i don't know what else yeah you've got your valkyrie or something like that they all got different skills and you can choose whether just to attack which is just like a standard hitting them on the head with the sword you can choose to use your abilities so whether you you know there might be things that help you heal your team or there might be buffs that you can give people or there might be direct damage spells that you can hurl against the enemy and you choose what to do with that and then the enemy will retaliate bravely default goes a bit of a step further where it lets you um, choose whether to be defensive for a while so you basically you don't attack you go into what's called default which is a kind of defensive posture which allows you to accrue your turn so instead of instead of attacking this turn you're going to hold that attack back and, and then the next turn yeah, yeah, yeah and the next turn so you can basically store up four rounds of attack so that you can then just unleash a flurry of attacks in one go which is quite useful if you've got certain abilities where you can then decide right first thing i'm going to do is i'm going to poison on the first turn then i'm going to um after poisoning i'm going to up my physical attack with a spell then i'm going to attack twice so you know you can layer these things up and it just does it really really nice it's a very very simple concept that seems to work really really nicely yeah but it, it, add, it adds a nice little tactical yeah yeah i mean i mean what i what i'll do if i'm if, I, if I'm in a battle that I know is going to be particularly difficult, I'll I'll always hold my white mage back. So, you know, I'll, I'll get them to start queuing up moves so I can, you know, wait until I'm a bit further into this fight and then unleash a lot of cure spells on my characters and bring them back up to full health. Mm. It, it, it's just things like that. It, it's just a nice little addition to the combat. Um, have you actually played the full game yet, then? I've just started the full game, so I've, I've yeah. spent I've spent yeah. about six hours in the demo, and I've just started the main game, and I am. Um... Yeah, it does have some nice little additional touches to it, like um, you know, there's this whole side thing where you're rebuilding your village. It has that in the demo as well. And I'm a bit annoyed actually because that, that's that's. Right, so in... I'll let I'll let you explain it because it's. Been... Yeah, but, but, but basically, I'm, you find out very early on your your guy who. Um, can't remember who he is, which is obviously a, a staple of Final <laughs> Fantasy games. And so, Japanese RPGs. Yeah, it, it is, and this is a, a, just to digress a little. It, it does poke fun at the whole genre because it's I mean, a very the, funny yeah, game actually. The, the, I have the, actually the, laughed out loud yeah, several the, times uh, playing this game. You, you know, the, the guy with amnesia is kind of a staple in RPGs, and they, they kind of sort of refer to him as Amnesia Guy. In that respect, <laughs> you, you, you've got the you got the ladies' man, but you know he's he's the ladies' man to the nth degree, to the point where he almost comes across as a pervert. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, the village thing. I mean, your village is the village your sort of main character comes from is destroyed at the beginning of the game, and there's this whole side thing where you, here, to be fair, yeah, exactly. There, there's this whole side game where you get to kind of build his village back up again, so it'll, it, it'll give you the option of. You know, you'll start off with one or two. It's a bit people. like um, Final Fantasy Tapped Out. Yeah, exactly. Um, with, without having to pay for anything. Well, you but, say that. Ah, yes, there there is a. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But no, <laughs> you you um. So so you basically start off. You might have two people one. in this. Yeah, one person in this this nothing of a town, and they're given the option to build a shop. Now, you you, you know, you commit that one person to building it, and they'll build it in an hour. And once that building's, uh, building's finished, you might get another couple of people come in and you'll have the option to do another building. But whereas it takes one person an hour, if you commit two people to it, it takes half an hour and so on and so forth. 
you can do it, it also brings occasionally you'll get enemies kind of spawn in there randomly that you can choose to fight uh, some of them might be relatively straightforward and you get some decent little uh, items you wouldn't you wouldn't ordinarily pick up in the game some of them are extremely high level uh, but yeah the the the, the micro transaction it's not really a micro transaction there's a there's a potion you can buy um, now th- there are two ways of getting this potion. I think what it does, it I can't believe you remember what it does now. Is it, is it, does it automatically give you a lot of brave hits or something? It's a bit weird. I don't really understand it. It does explain yeah, it to me. But and it, I just it, sat it, there thinking, well, why would I want to do that? Yeah, yeah, basically, it, it, what it allows me to do is, is it, I think it allows me to, at any point during a battle, I can interrupt basically and bring my turn forward or something. I'm not I'm not really sure. It hasn't explained it very well. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, well, I've got no interest in doing that anyway, so I'm just going to ignore yeah. those. You, you can basically... There's two ways about getting this special portion X or whatever the hell it is. You can either pay for it and get it straight away, tut, 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 um, or if you basically... When you finish playing the game, if you just, rather than quit out of the game, if you just shut the 3DS, uh, if I you put in the game in sleep mode, you'll accrue one of these potions every 12 hours or something. Eight hours. Eight hours. There we go. Basically, in the time it takes to have yeah. a nice I mean, I've, not, I've got no intention of using I think the thing that slightly annoys me about this mini-game, this rebuild... What basically happens by rebuilding your village, if you sort of um, rebuild the shop, for example, the, the arms shop, it means that it will say, if you rebuild the shop, these things will become available to the seller in the town. So it might be like, um, I can't remember what it is now, something like a dagger or something like that. Yeah. And then if you rebuild the shop, that dagger will become available in the vendor in, in, the, in the town. So you can now buy that dagger. Um, and obviously that's the kind of driving forces that you want to rebuild these places so that it gives you more stuff that you can buy in the shop to, to carry on your adventures. And it's a nice little mini game actually. It does work very well. Yeah. The thing that slightly annoys me is you start off with one person. And in order to get other people, you have to street pass. There's two ways of doing it. Basically, street passing it, yeah. where you have to then, you know, put it into sleep mode and wander about and try and find other people with bloody Nintendos, which in my world is just never going to happen. I, I live in kind I, of a rural area. And yeah, have no, I, I, I have a a query about this. I, I'm quite, a, I'm quite interested in what the range is on this, because I, if I, I keep my 3DS in my back in my work bag, mm. I know geeky like you said last week, but there you go. And I will consistently, when I open it every few days, have a large number of street passes, but they're all from people in foreign countries. <laughs> now, this is the thing. I, I'm, yeah, well, this is the thing. I'm like an airline steward. Well, ah, this actually uh, kind of ties into it. The range on this I've heard is relatively short to within a, I don't know if it's less than 100 feet or something, ah. but... And the only thing, the only common denominator for getting all of these foreign places is that oh, my not under a bloody flight path. My <laughs> right above my work is basically the holding pattern for Manchester Airport, <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking, hold on a minute, I've got someone from the Philippines, someone from <laughs> Japan. Brilliant. Surely, the only logical thing is it is picking these people up on these aeroplanes. Well, they shouldn't have their 3DSs on. Surely it will interfere with the plane's logistics. Oh, they're not. No, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's good. But I'm just a yeah. bit annoyed because it's like the only way you can increase your villages by getting street passes. There is another way of doing it. There's a, there's a cheat you can do in the in the demo which allows you to get about 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't I can't be asked to get back through that and do it. There, there but, is... 
there is one advantageous thing about the street passing and also if you have friends registered on your 3ds is that you can oh, i need to do that you yeah exactly you can allocate a friend to one of your characters so i, I mean i've got i think i've got about 25 people on my 3ds friends list you probably have none none <laughs> yeah. I haven't bloody done it. so so basically a, a, as a rough example my four characters are linked to four of my friends so i, I you know i've got anna linked to one of my characters i've got cube linked to one of them um i think uh kev uh, and uh, i don't know maybe pav or someone like that are all are all kind of linked to one of these characters and it, it kind of gives you it, it kind of gives you not not sort of powerful buffs but it, it gives you little buffs one one good thing is it does give you is if you know the if you get with the street passes you can actually gain attacks off people so while you're rather than it having you know final fantasy has the ability to summon mighty dragons or whatever to, no, i've got no idea but okay yeah in the final fantasy games you, you kind of had these summons where you get a, a huge attack oh, off a, summon friend or something like that yeah but basically what it does with the street pass is you can summon a friend so if i'm having a particularly hard time defeating a boss i might have you know, from from random person from Japan who happens to be a street pass, he might be level 100. Mm. So I know if I summon him, he's basically going to one hit kill whatever I bring out, bring him out in front of. And it oh, that that kind of acts as you as as you kind oh, of summon. I'll have to give it a go then. Indeed, but yeah, yeah, you're probably fine just by just by keeping the thing in your bag. And well, I tried that because I've been driving up and down the M4 for the last couple of days and all last week, and it hasn't yeah. picked up anybody. They're just yeah, I don't know. You just have yeah, to hang, hang around, hang around your local. die hellishly when it's in sleep mode. Oh Christ, yeah. As as just, but, yeah. Boom, just goes, which is a bit odd. But yeah, yeah I mean, well, I'm, I'm just enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the game very much. It's like I say, it is very humorous. Um, strangely, it's 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 not over. It's not OTT Japanese as yet, but there are definitely some humorous bits in it. And it's just quite addictive. And again, like I was saying, I don't have time to spend three hours. You know, getting a chance to record an hour and a half podcast a week is is kind of luxury. So being able to just, you know, literally whip out the 3DS while I'm cradling said Baba, you know, play 15 minutes and then just shut it into sleep mode, put it down to one side, deal with whatever, and come back to it and just pick it up. It's just brilliant. No, um, this, this is one of its good points. I mean, just for anyone who may not have picked this game up, it has been out for about a year now, I think. Um, mm. It, it it's does, expensive. Yeah, it, it does have a feature full voice. Well, not full voice acting, but it's a kind of voice acting on par with something like, say, Final Fantasy X, where your oh, main yeah, character, yeah, the main storyline characters will speak. If you if you speak to sort of NPCs mm. or random villages, it goes mm. back to text talk. But it, it, I, I just thought I was a nice little touch, considering it's on a console that isn't really yeah, that and powerful. Is, I can't. I can't. You know, it is stunning. It is. It is. You know, on a pole with Nino Cooney is, and and the second one, Bravely Second, which is I think due out next year. Um, yes. and if they if they bring it to the Western, which they 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 surely will, um, that looks even better. So um, I might have to get the new 3D XL because I think that's all it's going to run on probably. But um, yeah, so you know, it's it's still expensive like Nintendo games are, and it's been out a year and it's still thirty quid. But um, I've, I've, I'd pay 30 quid for the six hours well, yeah, the demo, so you know what I'm sure it's going to no, be no this is it it's, it's like I said with you I mean out of my entire game collection I have my 3DS games and even to an extent my Wii U games are very they, they almost seem like Apple like precious to me I, I can't bear to part with them mm. they're a nice little place they're all queued up all nice and yeah. tidy Whereas, so I'm sorry you know, about the sorry about the, the massive amount of Nintendo talk but you know hey 
it's about what we've been playing and unfortunately that's what i've been playing i'd love to talk about um all the other pc games i've got sat on my fucking hard drive but i just haven't had the time to sit down in front of it and actually play them um sad but true yeah i should really be picking the torch up on this but let's face it that's not gonna happen <laughs> uh, probably not um so unless there's anything else you want to talk about no, it's, it sounds like it's pretty much a games-only episode. Uh, we could go on for a few. Oh, no, mm. <laughs> there are other things that we've got sitting on the back burner, chaps, but uh, I think we're going to wait for other people to join in who may want to talk about them. So I think for tonight, um, that's probably our lot. So um, a little reminder to uh, give us some ratings on, on iTunes. Most of them have been highly positive, which always surprises me. Yeah, please, um, please avoid the mediocre ratings. Yeah, give us a 5.9. 5.9 stars would be awesome. Uh, and, you know, come see us on the forum. Come and join us up on the maturegamingpodcast.com and see what we're all up to. It's a great community. and We do actually spend quite a lot of time gaming um although we don't talk about it much on this podcast there's a really good uh community going on there that are playing all sorts of formats xbox one apparently that still is a thing ps4 pc games all over the place um so come and join us on that otherwise um you can follow us on twitter um i'm at vimesy 74 and i'm at clarky snap or you can follow mgp bits as well um, which, which I, I no, no longer have access to because I forgot the password. <laughs> uh, good. Um, one thing I will highlight is that I have a um, special treat for people who are following us on Twitter. I have a copy of, don't ask me how or why, but I think I picked up at MGPX this year, a copy of uh, World, of Warcraft, World, of Warcraft, World of Warcraft Warlords of Draenor. Didn't um, you swap that for, with something for your order? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, I think I've still got it somewhere. Um, which I was going to give away. So I might well do that on Twitter this month. Um, some point this time, and I might, might stick it out on Twitter. So keep your eye on the MGP Bits uh, Twitter account. I may well be giving away a, a copy of Warlords of Draenor. Yeah, all, all, all you need to do to win it is, is come up with a word that sounds better than mediocre. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Just put your worst review of Alien tweet that to us no <laughs> the worst the worst review of alien oh no, you'll get it? nothing <laughs> right so i think that's a lot before we this kind of uh melts down to a hodgepodge of messiness um we're going to call it a night so thank you very much for listening and uh we'll see you next week thank you very much bye